Hello, and welcome back to Unmasked. At least, I hope that it's welcome back, because that would mean that you haven't missed any of our previous absolutely amazing guests. If it is, however, your first time, you are forgiven, but please go check them out. I promise you will not regret it. We've had some absolutely incredible people on the show. My name is Alex, and I'm your host. If you haven't already, please do us the huge favor of following us on social media. We're on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, X, Facebook pretty much everything at unmasked with alex shoot me a dm comment find a post i love interacting with people on social media so go ahead and uh do a little follow whatever you gotta do please the support means absolutely everything to us also please share the show with a friend of yours that you think might enjoy it you never know which story can reach what person in what way We've had so many different types of stories, and I really feel like someone could easily resonate with this that you might not even realize. So, And that's pretty much the whole reason why we do the show. I like to be able to provide that kind of connection between people that don't know each other. I'm super excited for you guys to hear this episode today. I know I said that every week, but it's true. Today I have... Model, makeup artist, and entrepreneur, Cassandra Assel. I really hope I'm saying your name correctly. I'm so sorry, Cassie. Cassie goes super deep with her upbringing, showing us the amazing journey of how she got to where she was to where she's at now, especially as a new mother balancing life with everything and so much more. <laughs> I'm super excited for you guys to hear this. So without further ado, I bring to you Cassandra Assel. I've been, I've been, I've been unmasked, unmasked, unmasked. How do you say your name? So my, my username is Cassisel. Cassisel. But my name is Cassandra. Cassandra. <laughs> yeah. Okay, perfect. So Cassandra, first we're just going to go ahead and just dive right in the deep end. I want okay. you to go ahead and introduce yourself. Any type of accomplishments, accolades, anything you want the general public to know about you that maybe isn't usually said when they're introducing you. However you want to introduce yourself, go ahead and just kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. All right. Well, my name is Cassandra. I'm known as Cassacell on my social medias. And well, first of all, I'm a mother. And other than that, professionally, I'm a makeup artist, and I'm a model and a content creator. Okay. I'm going to move this a little bit closer. Okay, yeah. Sorry. No worries. (laughs) So when you say content creator. Yes. Does that just mean, like, influencer? Or, like, what does content creator mean? I feel like now there's a new definition for content creator, for sure. Um, I'm trying to dive into helping, like, small businesses, um just in general the like stuff going on in arizona um i think getting exposed to arizona fashion week helped me get into like the more general stuff as well okay um i think as a content creator it's really like video editing yeah i kind of make any video i'm really good at editing like any type of video um i've even had like other brands like reach out to me just because of my video editing and be like oh like can you edit this video for us because we really really like your style of editing so I used to I guess consider myself an influencer most people would say oh you're an influencer but um, I like calling myself a content creator because I like making content for other businesses and helping like the community in different ways it's very interesting with how a lot of these different terms like at first it's not too bad but then (laughs) you can see like every it seems like every profile i go on that has more than like 10k followers on instagram Uh it always says content creator and i'm like i don't know what that means because everybody on here is a content creator everyone's creating content in some capacity well they they don't have an influencer tag under there. I know. Yeah. They do have um, like public figure, I would say is the closest thing that you could get maybe more to an influencer, but that's why I think more people lean towards the content creator because they want to let brands know like I'm down to create content for you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of people have some stigma behind the public figure thing because it's like if you have that and then less like you are Leonardo DiCaprio or Johnny Depp or something, it's like 
You're a public figure, huh? You mean yeah. you posting TikTok <laughs> videos of you dancing makes you a public figure? Yeah. Like, if I were to see you in downtown, would I immediately recognize you? Would Probably I? not. <laughs> so, that, that's where it kind of I can kind of understand where that whole public figure and stuff comes from. Yeah. Um, okay. And then you were also a entrepreneur and, like, businesswoman, right? I did. I started my own business this year, actually. So it's a kid's brand, baby kid's brand. I started it after I became a mom. Um, I just wanted to, I was taking a lot of pictures of my baby <laughs> and I felt like, um, let me take pictures of him in the clothes I want to promote. Mm. Um, and there's not a lot of clothes for baby boys. Yeah. So I wanted to, it's a really specific style. Um, it kind of, it leans it into my culture. So I wanted it to be like a modern Mexican look to the kids. Um, that's just how I dress my son and everyone would always kind of compliment how I would dress him So that's kind of the style I pick for the brand and my brand's called little solecito. So it's bilingual okay. um, It means like solecito means son in Spanish So little like son, yeah, but in English I I wrote it so it would say like little soul like a little soul Okay. So, because that's how I see my baby boy. Like, he's my little, he's a little soul that I'm taking care of, that I'm trying to make into a good, great man in this world today. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely get that. Yeah. So this is, this sounds like this was a brand that, like, you, if I were to ask the young Cassandra, uh-huh. uh, but what do you want to do when you grow up? You would not have said, I want to make little baby boy clothes. It yeah. sounds like it was something that like motherhood kind of triggered this kind of entrepreneur spirit to chase this type of career. Am I on the right track? Mm, it kind of goes both way. I feel like I've always had an entrepreneur spirit. I just never knew what I wanted to start with. And I feel like in your journey, you're always going to have so many different businesses. Like I have other ones that I do want to start as well. It's just this is the first one that I, I researched, looked into it, and I got to it. Like, I actually did it. You know how you could have, like, many ideas, yeah. but they're all... I saw this quote that said, like, they're all, like, pretty much an idea until you actually bring it to life and do it and start taking the steps to do it. Um, so I feel like this is the one that I was like, I'm going to just actually do this. And, yeah. I, and the name, too, I think... For me, like it, when I start a brand or a business, I really want to feel like that it's meant to be, mm -hmm. like with the name and with everything. So I don't want to just start something <laughs> just because. So I have ideas, but like maybe the names haven't came to me yet. So yeah. I'm still like waiting for it to be like that timing. And with this, like it was the timing, you know, I was just. I was just a mom. Um, all my moms, all my friends are moms. <laughs> and so it was just the timing was a good timing. And the name also came to me and I really fell in love with the name. So it, it was perfect timing. But I feel like I've always had definitely the dreams to like start my own business because I think that really came from working. I used to work at, um, at a bank. So for Which many bank? years. <laughs> Desert Financial. Oh, okay. I I'd work, I did worked at regular banks and credit it was a unions. credit union. Yeah, I did, I did uh, Arizona Central Credit Union. Okay, yeah. I did um, Desert Financial. I was there for three you were years. Our biggest competitor. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, it's okay. Um, I was there for three years, so I started as a teller and worked myself up to a manager, and then um, I was trying to really at that time like my social media was really popping off with my makeup and everything so I was trying to balance all the opportunities I was getting with working and that was very difficult um, so eventually um, I had to I feel like I had to go for what my heart really wants and it is to follow like my creative side and do something more on on the entrepreneur side right so working for someone else it just wasn't i knew it's just not going to be it for the rest of my life i know a lot of people want to take that jump but it's yeah. a jump that not a lot of people are in the spot to take it because of things like they're supporting themselves and so they need the financial security of being able to pay the bills or they can't save the money and stuff 
did you have kind of like a safety net to kind of fall back on? Mm, interesting. <laughs> so that, I think um, I learned a lot working at an, a financial institution. I've always said, wow, like um, high schools and all these places should be teaching more financial literacy and all these things for us to understand because you come out and you know nothing about credit and all this stuff. So I did learn a lot in working at Desert Financial. So when I was 18, that's when I was working there, I made a plan to buy my own home (laughs) by the time I was 21. So I saved up and I had the work history, the credit and everything. And yeah, I was able to buy my own home at 21. And it was, and it was, I know it was a good time too. everyone. It was crazy because everyone was telling me to not do it, that it was like that the prices were going to go down. This was like I said, like before COVID, Mm. like the sweet spot. And I actually got, like I said, a really good sweet spot. Like mm, I got my home for like. 250 now it's worth like 500 holy shit Mm -hmm. and my interest rate i'm just i know it's like i said i hope that happens for everyone again because it's i know the market right now is just not what it was then but i try to teach like my sisters and friends around me to save and to work on their credit i do know about that so I feel like as long as you make a plan, nothing's going to happen overnight. And I think that's where people get anxiety and get frustrated and give up is because everyone thinks things are going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. And it's not. It's about having a goal and then looking at a plan, how to get there and then working towards it every day. And that might take you years. It took me years. Like I knew I was when I was 18 and I had that dream of getting a home when I was 21. Um you know that took me a few years so and i knew in those years hey i'm gonna be responsible with my credit i'm gonna save up as much as i can and yeah so i think every goal you just have to have a plan and then start slowly taking those steps towards it like a little ladder (laughs) now when it comes to doing that obviously it's everyone's dream to be able to buy their first home or in their early 20s and be able to do all that Everyone's circumstance is different, mm-hmm. um, and I'm kind of curious about what your circumstance kind of looked like in that period of time, because a lot of people, such as myself, like, I've been fully on my own since I could legally be on my own, okay. which meant I paid every bill by myself. I didn't live at home, You go, so. you rented right away? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I went right into, like, my, I think the summer after I turned 18, I moved in with my dad for like three months Mm -hmm. but then right after that he was already planning to leave the state so he was like all right you can stay here for a few months but then i'm going to help you find this apartment and it's Mm -hmm. gonna be up to you to kind of keep up with it and so literally since i was 18 i've been renting on my own and so when you have bills like that especially at a young age Mm -hmm. where like there's no possible way for you to have a degree unless you're freaking sheldon cooper off big bang theory yeah you can (laughs) be graduating college by 15 or something and those kind of instances it does i don't know it's like the result from your hard work it it almost for some people could be like well it might have been easy for you if you had a certain circumstance like if you got to live at home and you didn't have to Mm -hmm. pay rent um i know there are a lot of parents like as long as you're you have a stable job and you're doing something with your life live here all you want i don't give a shit was that kind of the situation you're in or were you in like my situation? Well, I just like, I'll say like, yes, I was, like I said, I was young. Yeah. So I was still living at home. I wouldn't expect me to be like 18 already out, at, like renting. Um, So what happened is like, I always, maybe like the family situation at home wasn't always the best. So I always knew I really wanted to leave as like, as soon as I could. Yeah. So I started working when I was like 16. Like yeah. my first job was like Jack in the Box. And so like, yes, I would be living at home, but uh, how do I say it? Like I would have multiple jobs. And you, you, you were living <laughs> at home, but like you weren't at home all the time. You yeah, like I don't want to say, I don't really think I, I don't want to say, I, for sure my parents helped me in having a home and not having to pay rent, but I, I still feel like I worked towards having like all my personal stuff yeah. I had. And that wasn't to like discount your no, hard no, no, work. No, 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 you're or good. It, I, like I said, it was good t- 
timing as yeah. well um because i was so young and yeah. it was 2019 so the prices of everything was just different and i also my i knew i could have moved out sooner if that makes sense yeah. and just been on my own um but i knew for from working at the bank that renting is Ideally, you want to be a homeowner right. and not be renting because, you know, you are not to like I know right now the circumstances for everyone is difficult and um, renting is most the most common thing. Um, but back then, I feel like you did have a little bit more choice to be like, OK, and I knew I knew in my head I never wanted to rent. So I was like I felt like renting was just like giving my money away to someone. Well, some people, I feel like, could say that, like, circumstances were in your favor at the same time. Mm -hmm. It does, I do want to make it notable, the fact that, yes, you were in a certain circumstance to where you were able to save that money, but you had a specific goal, mm -hmm. and you still went for that goal instead. Like, you could have, I'm, I'm sure you had to do, like, the 10 to 20% down, and that you probably still had to have at least 10 to 20K saved to be able to put a down payment on this house. I know so many people, especially in their early 20s, that would have that 10 to 20K, and they wouldn't put that towards a house. They'd go and buy exactly, a chain or go exactly. and buy a new car. Or um, I feel like when you're that young, you know, buying a home isn't everyone on everyone's mind. It's yeah. just not. And for me, because of my circumstances, I it was on my mind to just, like, I want to leave my home as soon as I can. <laughs> Where do you think the drive for that came from? Like, I know that you said, like, your circumstances mm -hmm. kind of drove that, but I'm kind of curious as to, like, where this such driven goal Cast mentality. Well, look, I was born in Mexico, and my dad passed away when I was five. And so my mom, I think, has been my inspiration to just, like, she threw herself after that to a whole new country. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, she came over here to work with a family friend and she was sending me and my grandma money back in Mexico then once she she met my stepdad and um, they brought me back here to Arizona when I was five so that's why I've lived here like practically my whole life um, then here I just I guess that is a little kind of personal but um, just the relationship, I guess, with my stepdad wasn't the best growing gotcha. up. Also, so, don't be afraid to get vulnerable. I've, <laughs> you might not have heard the previous episodes, but I I, I go very vulnerable, very okay. deep. So don't don't none of these guys are gonna judge you. Yeah, no, it's it's not. I think it's always important to be vulnerable and yeah. to teach. I think that's how you learn. Other people oh, yeah. learn from your. Your Having a journey. voice when others can't. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like I said, I just had like a tough time with my stepdad and that is what really motivated me to want to get out of my house so yeah. like that's why i said it's like uh sometimes some things are a blessing in disguise because i always i would say i did have like a i want to i don't want to say i had a stable childhood emotionally i don't know so much yeah um so that's why like i said like it's yeah like both the circum that's why i would also go out and work i just didn't want to be home <laughs> yeah no i i completely get that i had a very similar type of instance where my first job i got when i was 12 and so i was working then and a lot of it was also because i just didn't want to be home and then i remember like i think i was like 15 or 16 i did not want to be home so bad that i literally went to the calendar and put and went to what would be my 18th birthday mm -hmm. i literally put move the fuck out <laughs> like on that day because See, yeah. like some of us have that drive and yeah. um that's just i feel like something that i had ever since i was 16 like i said i worked multiple jobs so i was under a lot of different managers so then eventually i knew like working for someone else for the rest of my life wasn't it either so then yeah now i got into the entrepreneurship well now i'm a mom now i'm with my partner so he definitely helps me be more stable i don't want to all like obviously just that does help me be right now like more of a stay-at-home mom and let me get into all my creative stuff as well so now it's just balancing motherhood and everything going on <laughs> what is that like for you because i don't have any kids or anything uh -huh. so i can 
I can only imagine what it's like to balance new motherhood along with trying to. Cause I don't, I don't necessarily know the success of this business. Is this business like, is it a profitable business for you right now? Is it well, right now I'm just starting it. So right now it's more of an investment. I'm just okay. reinvest anything I make. I just reinvest it back into it. Um, that's another advice I would give to anyone starting a business, you know, right off the bat. Like I said, everyone thinks from the outside that everything is just going to happen overnight and it, it doesn't, it takes, um, determination and hard work. I think that has happened because of like the trend of just like manifesting going on. (laughs) So people think that they can just like think about it and it should it should just like come into the reality but and it is kind of true but like it takes like i said it's having that idea and then doing all those daily steps towards it yeah. to bring it into your reality that's how i would say it works more so it does take still the hard work as someone of faith plus like the background of spirituality and stuff like mm-hmm. i i know all that stuff about manifestation and that's always been like a a thing for me as well as that whole manifestation thing with people that like yes you can see some stuff works out for certain people but you also don't get to see the blood sweat and tears that they actually Mm -hmm. put into it because the way my philosophy is you're not going to get something you haven't earned Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be sustainable Yes, there's that lottery winning chance that you might be able to get something, but it's not going to be sustained. And so when it comes to these people that are just like manifesting and they get mad because it's like, oh, I've been trying to manifest this for this long. It's like, well, it doesn't matter if you sit there in the corner every day saying, I want a million dollars. I want a million dollars. You can't meditate yourself into. It's like, well, I feel into a mansion or something. Yeah, it's it's like you can say, like, I want a million dollars. But then it's like, well, if there's no avenue for, in my case, like God to give you a million dollars, you're not going to get a million dollars. You have to like, yes, it's good to have that goal. But then you also have to do something worthy of that goal yeah. you know that's just my philosophy obviously i'm not a psychic i'm not <laughs> no, god i'm not that's how like i that. that's how i kind of view the world as well yeah. so like i said it's not you can't i've dug into both the spirituality and um my faith so i feel like now i lean towards more my faith yeah. than the other stuff but i learned that from exploring all that and being like what the heck (laughs) and i think it also has to go into personal timing because everyone Mm -hmm. has their own clock and too many people try to replicate other people's clocks yeah and don't compare yourself to other people that's like the biggest mistake you can start making like no one none of us are the same and that's a good thing we're all on our like on our own journeys and that's why like I wouldn't want like oh me getting a house at 21 to like pressure anyone to make anyone else feel like they're not doing good because they don't have a house yeah. at that age you know That's like it's not about that it's about I feel like you should be around people that are bigger than you so that you get inspired and you can ask them questions and you can be like so how'd you do this how'd you do that not to compare yourself and put yeah. yourself down that was a big issue that I had for the longest time because social media, I feel like, teaches us a lot of times that if you're not replicating what this other 20-year-old is doing on his social media and you're not buying a Lamborghini by the time you're 16, <laughs> yeah. you're not living in the penthouse in New York City by the time you're 18 and doing all this, that you're a failure in life. And yes, No, definitely not. To me, that's the most bullshit thing in the world because, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've – gone through those stages so many times where I'll go on social media and I'll see some fucking 21 year old kid that's like oh it's about my third Rolls Royce I just got this I just made my 10th million dollars in this business and stuff and it's like well it's awesome that you have those results but I don't know what your circumstances are like before that I don't know what the story that has led you to this point because maybe you come from a trust fund family and you didn't have to work Mm -hmm. when you were 16 you got to do this. And then it was like, hey, dad, can I have $10 million to invest in this business? And then boom, now you're coming online saying that you just, in your first year, made six figures in this business. When it's like, well, you invested $10 million into it to make six figures back. So mm-hmm. there's just so many uncovered coins that yeah. I feel like people underestimate. Like even you, you have a very substantial following on social media. So I can guarantee 
100%. I'm sure you know this, that there are plenty of women your age following you and be like, oh my God, I wish I had her life. I wish that I was as successful as she is. I wish that I was doing this. How do you... I know that you probably have the same feeling towards others, though. I know Mm -hmm. that there's probably some bigger fish than you that you kind of look towards. Have you struggled with that feeling of comparison? I feel like it's a natural human feeling. So I feel like it's just something, though, that you learn once you're, like, maturing to not compare yourself. Right. Um, But at the beginning, like, yeah, obviously, like, even in, like, school, like, it happens. Like, it's a natural human feeling until you start realizing it's not going to benefit you to be feeling that way so that's when you really kind of have to change your mindset and not see it that way what was the process like for you to be able to kind of change your mindset from having that kind of envious feeling towards these other possible influencers and people that were doing what you quote-unquote wanted to do Mm -hmm. to having that more healthy mindset because I mean do you still have that thing of comparing yourself to others or have you been able to kind of overcome that a little bit to like live I really life? feel like I have been able to overcome that because I just feel like you can never be in someone else's shoes like even if you see that their life looks perfect it's not we are all human and some you don't know what you what price they're paying to have what they do so sometimes I wouldn't want I say I wouldn't want to be anyone else I love being me I love my life and that is the mindset change that happened is loving your own life and work and just focusing on your own path instead of like like i'm i'm always running into bigger people but like i said now i really use it as an avenue to be like wow like what is this person doing what can i learn from this person to add to myself not oh my gosh like like i don't know like there's no point of, of even trying to compete because yeah. you're just different people. It's never, it's not going to happen. You're just on different journeys. You just, like I said, I've learned that you just can't compare. All you're going to do is hurt yourself and get distracted on what you're supposed to be focused on. What was the moment or event that kind of led to this shift in mindset from mm-hmm. going from that envious point to this, like, you know, I have my own path. I'm going to focus on myself. I'm going to learn from these other people instead of being envious of them. Was there a certain, like, turning point that you can remember that you're like, you know what? Shut the fuck up to your own brain for a second mm-hmm. and then just rewired it. Maybe, I want to say, like, yeah, maybe motherhood really gives you kind of, like, the ugh in life to be like, okay, like, I am striving for me and my baby, so I, like... Plus, like, you have, I have my baby. Like, I wouldn't, I, like, would not want any other baby. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just, they change your perspective. Like, they make you want, there's, like, yeah, even, like, mistakes that maybe you would have made in your past that you're just, like, dang, like, if I would have done this, like, maybe my life would be different. But then you see your baby and you're just, like, well, it's okay because now I'm here. And, yeah. I mean, and then, like, if you would have changed something in life, you don't know if you would have that same baby. So yeah. you're just like, no, I would. Everything is meant to be just as it is. And so, yeah, I think motherhood definitely gave me, like, more, like, um, like just the earth to, like, just go for what I want yeah. and not really care about others. Do you think it was because of becoming a mother that this new drive has been instilled in you? Because... I, I feel like a lot of times when I talk to a parent, mm-hmm. especially for the first time, like it's it's a brand new kid. Um, I said like they just bought a new car. They they they're like a new, <laughs> they're they're a new they're a new parent. It's a lot. And it's like, a lot. Yeah. But there's a new sense of responsibility that's re- instilled in you. Like oh yeah. Before having a kid, you're responsible for yourself and nobody else. But now exactly. that you're a, a parent. You're responsible for a whole other mm-hmm. human being. So I feel like a lot of times when I've talked to them, they didn't have the same drive that they're like, I work this hard now because I'm a father and because I want to provide this certain lifestyle for my child I didn't have. Before that, they were partying every weekend. They were <laughs> fucking staying up the Oh, gosh, the I would say I'm partying more now. <laughs> I would. I'm not like I really do now more just because of the events going on um, right now. But um I would say that 
Sorry, I kind of lost my train of th- track there with the whole parting thing. No, you're good. I was like, you're good. I was going to go back to what you were actually talking about. Yeah. What was but, it? like, with <laughs> having, like, was your drive the same before having a kid? Um, I would say it was a lot because, like I said, I started working when I was 16. Yeah. I, I would just say, like, having a kid is just more, like, to not, like, eat just a little bit on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> This kind of instills a little bit more. Just a little bit more, yeah, because you are in charge now of, like, a whole nother, of raising a whole nother human being, and then you look around the world, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, like, I want to raise a decent human being, and so it it takes a lot of time of your energy, not just money, but a lot of your mental health, I would say, too. You want to heal yourself, so I think becoming a mom is what really motivated to want to heal myself from the inside and I feel like now those things are starting to show up on the outside mm. I know on this show we talk primarily about entrepreneurial endeavors and uh, creative stuff but I know that especially in our age range mm-hmm. um, I'm assuming that we're in the same age range there's a lot of new mothers and stuff out there. Oh, and yeah. I have no idea the full demographic of who it's listens to this. <laughs> but I can only assume that there's at least going to be one or two mothers that are, like, they're having their first child and they're completely lost. So I kind of want to dive a little bit into, like, how your life has changed, some of the obstacles and some of, like, just the highs and lows that's come of becoming a new parent yourself. Okay. Well, I mean, the highs are obviously, like, you get to love this new human being in your life that just makes you fills you up when you see them and but it's it is challenging i feel like that like not a lot of people not a lot of women talk about their pregnancy and like the you know you see everything on social media looks pretty like i said it looks pretty yeah no one talks about the real hardships i'm telling you right now i have either my friends are moms already or they're becoming moms so yes like I'm in that shift right now where everyone's kind of doing that Um, and I feel like just really knowing like taking care of yourself that's why I said it, it is a healing journey when you're becoming a mom because you're learning how to regulate your emotions for your baby and I feel like just not being so hard on yourself not when I was pregnant, I had all these expectations of like how long I wanted to breastfeed, like all these different stuff. And once I was there in the moment, it's so different. So then you kind of just like do your best. I would say just do your best. Everyone's circumstances is also different. Do your best. Don't be so hard on yourself. As long as you know you care and you're trying to be the best version of yourself for your baby, that's the best you can do i would also say like try to find a support system around you i know not everyone you know has family right away but if you don't have family then friends um there's always support so i always try to be i try to be that on my social media like um on my bio i put motherhood because you know if you're a mom and you need to reach out to another mom and just ask her a question i'm there yeah (laughs) so i feel like just there's a big mom community and we're all going through different situations as well with like our partners and stuff so it can be a lot on women like i said we don't talk about it a lot but yeah motherhood is like the most beautiful but difficult thing i would say but it makes you grow just like everything in life like um i feel like you have to grow and the only way you grow is when you do something difficult something you're scared of something you're nervous about and you just throw yourself for me personally it was really hard um because i got gestational diabetes when i was pregnant so i gained a lot of weight Mm. so when i even after the after i had delivered the baby i got i was 200 and for me personally not this is not everyone has their own everything for me that made me depressed yeah that made me not feel like myself especially with everything i wanted to do with social media with modeling with videos like i just wasn't feeling my best self so but you just had a baby so like you have to give yourself grace um so i did i gave myself grace like i said there was nothing i could do to control having gestational diabetes um 
I took the body changes and after you know the doctor tells you okay now you can start like working out and everything then I was like okay like let me go (laughs) (laughs) so I started working out I changed I think working out I feel like that's what people mostly focus on it's not about working out 100% I think it's about really like just giving your body the right nutrients and not a lot of people not even a lot of us know like what that is (laughs) We'd I be know. like, well, eating, I ate pizza, like, <laughs> so I had food, like, oh, the well, whole like, girl dinner thing fucking drives me insane. Exactly, and I and I just, it's really, really important to prioritize yourself and your health from within spiritually, and then I would say your health, and then your mental health, and then it, all that stuff sh- starts showing up on the outside because you're taking care of yourself, and you can't take care of another little human being if you're not taking care of yourself. So I started taking care of myself like really well. And then when the um, Arizona Fashion Week thing came, I was scared to try out. I was because I was like, okay, I knew myself before I had a baby. And I was like, I don't know if this is like they're going to choose me. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know. But I did it just to I went to the casting just for myself to prove to myself like that I could still run the the, that I could still walk the runway. And I just did it to, I was scared, I did, and I did it. And so that's why I tell people, like, when I feel like when you're scared of something, that's kind of like life signaling to you that you can grow there. Right. So, like, take the chance. I took the chance. I I went to the casting. I was, like, number 300-something. I was, like, one of the last people they saw. I was, like, there you go again, comparing yourself (laughs) to everyone around you. It's like, oh, my gosh, like, everyone is so young and beautiful. (laughs) I just had a baby. But no like you really just have to like focus on yourself and like i said i focused on myself i did the casting i didn't care what anyone was gonna think or say or anything i did it to prove it to myself that hey i still can go to a casting and walk in front of people because that takes some courage to like walk in front of some people (laughs) and i did it and then yeah like i got casted for arizona fashion week this year and it's been such a blessing such a amazing journey i've met so many amazing people like it's i would have i mean i guess if i wouldn't have gone to the casting i would have never known but that's what's crazy is like i would have never known how much i i'm growing now because i did just take that step maybe i I would even say i wasn't 100 percent ready when i did the casting but now with you know being around other models getting other tips um, more coaching just working even more on myself um i feel like i'm i'm getting there still so yeah yeah parenthood is something that like obviously no one is prepared for parenthood they can say all they want that they are prepared but i feel like there's still so many like it, it, it definitely did hit pretty hard when you were saying of like how you gained all this weight and you were looking at yourself and by society standards that you're not this hot woman or whatever and I say that in air quotes because of the fact of like what you just did was the most beautiful thing a human can do you just grew a human being inside Mm -hmm. of your own body yeah you're gonna fucking gain some weight if you did not I'd be a little worried about you if you grew another human being inside of you and didn't gain any weight that there's some probably some issues underlying there and I think that's something that men underestimate quite a bit too. Like they yeah. expect a woman to like grow this human and then go back like to this like back. Victoria's Secret type. Well, of I body. feel like ever society. It's not just men. I feel like society, women put that pressure, like I said, on oh, themselves yeah. too. From seeing, I would say, like celebrities just like bounce back so fast. But you don't know what surgeries or what stuff they went through yeah. to just bounce back. Like that's why. We go back to the same principality of not comparing yourself to other people and yeah. just focusing on you. Like um, when I did like gain all that weight, I, like I said, it was very difficult on my mental health. But it was, I think, what started my journey to want to heal myself and be healthier and heal my mental health more as well. And today oh, is um, men- like mental health day. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Well, I mean. So it kind of ties into all this because it's a big part. I would say like that is one of the biggest parts in life. And it's all connected, I think, to your health and to 
what your belief, your faith, how you see yourself, it's all connected. It's not just one thing. Right. I feel like people, when they focus on just one thing, they kind of lose track of everything else. So it's balancing, it's prioritizing. Especially as a mom, it's prioritizing, like, scheduling-wise. I would say, like, you know, I'm a mom first. That's why when I introduced yourself, myself, I was like, I'm a mom. Because yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that is my number one priority. Um, it's its own full-time job. Yeah, but you can, you can do it. I want to show women that you can do it. If you're a young mom and if you, no matter what your circumstances are, if you have goals in mind and places you see yourself at you can do it if you put your hard work and you set up a plan then life will start opening up those doors for you yeah Mm -hmm. i know that everybody has their own struggles and regardless of how perfect people or like your followers on your instagram think that your life is everyone has their own struggles Mm mm-hmm I'm curious about some of the biggest struggles that you've dealt with in your past that some that you've overcome, Mm -hmm. but then some that you might struggle with today still that people from the outside looking in would have no idea about. Okay. I'm like, is this my therapy session? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. I'm like, I did go to therapy. There you go. (laughs) So um, I would say... It, it goes back to my family, my life, my family life. It's just been a struggle with my stepdad, like the communication, the love. Like I was raised by this guy, you know, who I thought loved me. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. And then like you grow up and maybe you just see like he just kind of like just doesn't communicate or it's just that fatherly love that was like gone. Okay, so I would say that is what I obviously (laughs) still kind of struggle with um, balancing. Um, But I'm grateful that, like, I always try to look at the good things in every situation. That's what therapy has really taught me. Like, you need to, yes, everyone has these bad circumstances, but what is the good out of it? Well, the good out of that is I have my sisters that I love so much. They're like they are my support like part of my support system they're like the best aunts for imani that's my baby and you know i and because i guess part of how he i like how he's been it has been my motivation to make me who i am today so maybe if he would have been like the most perfect father that i would have maybe just wanted to stay home longer right you know and because of those circumstances i was like no i just want to leave and do my own thing but it's hard i guess now because i'm the baby you know like i just want him to also feel like you know this man loves him but also not get like traumatized by him if Mm -hmm. he like is ignoring him and stuff so (laughs) are you talking about your baby yeah with like my stepdad because like i said he can just be very cold uh, it's very hard to explain other than saying he's has narcissistic tendencies from yeah. what my therapist tells me so it's I was pretty though. much in a narcissist in a narcissistic home yeah. <laughs> raised in a narcissistic home so it's a lot of emotional things yeah. and triggers I feel like it's even more tough because it's especially that generation i feel like the men of that generation are oh yeah the men that are bred from the men that are saying like men cannot have emotion no mm-hmm. communication you are there to be the fucking breadwinner oh yeah you're there to work your ass off like that that's where the value of a man comes from it's literally yeah. like there was an old thing that i was saying that like the value of a man is only based off of what he does that's the old like that and that's yeah that's like the old mentality that is what is instilled in us at a very even my like even me i was raised by a single mother Mm -hmm. but because like my brother had a certain mentality from his father and then other men around me and then like other friends having fathers that were kind of like that it's always instilled with you like if you want to provide value in this world you have to contribute in some way A, a a woman is valued by being a woman but a man is valued by what he brings to a table Mm -hmm. and that that's kind of like 
somewhat in the situation I feel like that we're in. But because of that, I feel like a lot of the men, especially of that generation, do not understand the damage that they're causing with the fact of like, no, I'm not going to fucking say anything about like, the fuck is a feeling? I don't have feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like I'm a fucking man. Yeah, I'm like a, I don't believe in therapy. <laughs> yeah. And, oh my <laughs> well, and it's also, it, it sucks because it wasn't, I feel like until within the last probably decade that therapy actually became a thing other than just like, okay, tell me about your problems. I'm going to label you as a psycho. Like back in mm-hmm. our parents age therapy wasn't what it is today yeah it, it, it's like oh let me put you in this like mental institution. Exactly. so it's it's yeah. like yes it would have been nice if our parents or whatever had those therapeutic kind of outlets but at the yeah. same time it's not what we experienced today like oh, i yeah. i realized from my childhood i had to go into therapy in order to become free and it's a lot of things of just like understanding your own faults but then fixing it so it's, it's good yeah. that like you came from that whole situation to where you had a narcissistic narcissistic father figure but instead of running with that and I don't want to say not victimizing yourself because I don't know mm-hmm. other people's situations and I don't want them to feel bad for doing such but you kind of took that as like you're not going to let it beat you down you're not going to let it yeah and I mean the fact that you do have a partner today it's also I think impressive is the wrong term for it, but like you're able to still have a relationship with a male. You're mm-hmm. you're able like that relationship with your father didn't completely deter you from any type of relationship. Yeah, to be with, like, oh my god, I hate men. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's a very, yeah no you ca- you can't have that mentality of like I hate men like yeah no. I mean, it, yes, there are some bad apples out there. Yes, but there are good ones. Yeah. I promise, there's good ones. <laughs> How long have you been with yours? Seven years. See? And yeah. it's not even like one of those commitment issue type of things where it's like yeah. every six months you're hopping from guy to guy. And no shame for anyone who does <laughs> that. I don't know your life. But, I mean, the fact that you have... Like I said, there's I've ha- I have friends who are in different circumstances. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's the guy. It's how you choose. So, like, because I did grow up, I feel like with those tendencies, I was like, okay, this is what I don't want in a man. Like, I don't yeah. want him to treat me this way and I want him to not tell me how he feels um so like I said everyone's on their journey in it yeah because of the the what I did go through in my childhood I I would say like it's helped me guided me to really find someone that would be a good partner and Yeah. yeah it's good that you were able to also recognize that as a what not to do instead of a lesson because that Mm -hmm. was kind of one of the things I did in my childhood because of the relationships I had with my parents instead of like learning this is what to do immediately somehow it was already wired in my brain of this is what not to do or this is what not to look for in a partner this is what and the fact that you were able to kind of recognize those tendencies from this father figure as traits that you do not want a man instead of trying to fulfill this desire almost to chase those because I know Mm -hmm. a lot of like a lot of girls in their young years the man or their father is I it's a really weird quote for me to even say out loud but like the father's the first man you fall in love with it is and you tend to kind of chase that kind of figure later in life as a partner yeah and it's I know it sounds all weird, but well, it's literally this. Like, I'm not going like, to oh, I'm a crazy ex, so yeah. I did. <laughs> it's just like I, I learned my lessons from them, and I always, like, knew I didn't. I knew being from being a step kid, I really, really, like, my biggest desire. Was, and I'm not, like, everyone's biggest desire is to just, like, have their own family, never, like, break it up, you right, know? Right, But, like, I think me, because I was a step kid and experienced what it was like to be in a blended family, I, the, like, I, like, that's really, like, the last thing I want for my child is to yeah. have a blended family. Because, like, yes, like, you can have um, other parent figures and some are amazing i've seen amazing step parents so Mm -hmm. um but there's just that like emotional connection with your dna like you can't deny it you know so like i always i i think me spiritually because my dad passed away so young i always like believed that there was like god yeah i did just because of that like i was like you know i know he's somewhere because i don't even 
know him but i feel him and i feel like i know him so he has to be somewhere so i always believed growing up i it was so weird i actually like it took me a long time to realize other people don't believe yeah (laughs) so i know that's and that was a weird thing for me because i grew up with the opposite i grew up not going to church i grew up completely the opposite of faith and it wasn't until my early 20s that i discovered that and it was only in my own account and it's I never like to push people into it. I discovered it in my own account and on my own terms, which is what helped me to grow closer in that faith. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's, that's, I always say that's one of the things that it's a pattern I've seen in quote unquote successful people. It's not, you don't have to be Christian, you don't have to be Catholic, you don't have to be Mormon. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I would, like religion and faith i would say are just so different (laughs) but believing in something higher than yourself Mm -hmm. is one of the biggest patterns i've seen in people that have this financial success or this quote-unquote success in their life yeah they don't have this god complex that they run everything that's only in the movies that that kind of shit happens Mm -hmm. in real life they have the complex of understanding that there's something out there bigger than themselves yeah so they don't have to fall into a certain religion you don't have to fall into a certain faith yeah I would say I wasn't really honestly like super religious growing up like I my parents were Catholic and they did like we would go to church here and there but then I would say growing up like I said I tried to explore like different things I've gone to Christian churches I've gone to I've gone into like the realm of just spirituality right and so and it all brought me back to just my faith and my relationship with God (laughs) This might be a bit of a personal question, mm-hmm. and if it is, we can just move on to the next thing. But you did kind of mention a little bit about faith and then being in a seven-year relationship. With especially having a child now, mm-hmm. I think you know where I'm kind of going with okay, this. Okay, okay. <laughs> is there a reason that marriage hasn't entered the picture? So, well, when we got engaged, it was like right when I did get pregnant, and that was kind of during COVID. <laughs> Okay. So, um, so you guys are engaged. I'm engaged, yeah. Oh, okay. So ideally, but yeah, we're not married. Actually, that's kind of what in the Catholic Church kind of drove me a little bit away because I was growing up Catholic, and then once I went up to the priest, you know, and I just went, you know, just to confess yourself, and I went innocently, you know, thinking because usually they just like pardon you and tell you like, oh, you pray this, and you know, like that. And so when he t- he's like, well, you're living with your partner, so you're like in like mortal sin. Really. And then that like scared me, and that mm-hmm. kind of took me a step back, and I was like, you know, well, he doesn't know my circumstances. He doesn't know why I wanted to move out and get a house, and he doesn't know all of he doesn't know my journey, and he's right. telling me that I'm pretty much like you know. So that's kind of what made me steer away a little bit from Catholic. And then um, I just feel like religion is a very touchy subject. I I really feel like it's more like your relationship with God. Yeah, no, absolutely. So is it because marriage is a little bit more on the religious subject oh no i do want to get married we just i just want like a traditional mexican wedding back in mexico so i'm we're saving up for that okay so there hasn't been because like seven years that's quite like technically i think according to arizona law or something that's um marriage i forgot what the term is called i think it's like after five years of like being together common law common law marriage okay i don't think that applies in arizona does it (laughs) i have no idea i don't think it does um (laughs) but i mean we i have to be honest thought oh like let me just go let's go get married like civilly you know just like but i i don't know i just really want that traditional big wedding moment so i don't want to just go sign a paper i want it to feel so it's been real because you want to save up for it yeah okay so it hasn't just been like you guys aren't you guys don't know about like obviously you guys know it's just like yeah. you guys want to wait until you you have the ability to have the wedding that you want which i i, yeah. I actually find that very admirable because i feel like there is a lot of pressure especially there with, is like, a lot of pressure our our parents were like oh yeah we got married when we were 18 and had a kid yeah. like when you we were 20 i'm like i'm 24 and i couldn't imagine having a child yet and being married like 
If I was to be married to the person I was with when I was 18, I can guarantee you I would not be a happy camper right now. Yeah. That was not the person that I could have seen myself being with for the rest of my life. How I see it is I see it that I'm on a journey. Yeah. So yeah, maybe right now, but I didn't know, to be honest. Before, I didn't really know until I learned more about faith and everything. I was like, oh, but it was I was already in the situation. So what yeah. was I supposed to do? Um, so I feel like I'm on a journey and God is working on me and he's taking me there, you know, and I will eventually get there. It's just like having that goal and in due time and taking those steps towards it. You know, it's yeah. not going to happen overnight. <laughs> yeah. So there's one question that I ask or I try to ask everybody I can because of how different everyone's answers are, depending on your background, depending on everything. Oh, gosh. I should have um, listened to the other episodes. <laughs> no, you're good. It, it's honestly, this question hasn't been released in the re- recent episodes. So even if you were listening, I mean, not to say you shouldn't listen, but in the, in, since I started doing this, this is a little bit more of a newer tradition that we have. Okay. For you, what is your definition of success and at what point or what needs to happen in your life for you to officially say that you've reached it? Ooh, okay. Well, I would, I feel like there's two different successes. I don't know if I'm explaining this right, but the way I see it, like, I think having peace is like the biggest success you can have. But obviously, you're not going to always be have peace. Like, you, it's life. You're going to have tribulations, and you're going to have to get through things. Um, but just knowing how to react, I think, and growing in those instances is a big success. And then I would say, like, career-wise success, my biggest is kind of just to set up my son for more success. Okay. So now, like I said, now it's not just about myself. It's about what could like what could have my parents done to have made made to make life easier for me i want to be able to do that for my child gotcha so what do you think in your life needs to happen specifically to make it to where you've reached a point where you can say that you are successful like, well yeah. i would say right now i'm successful yeah i feel like there's just different levels yeah because right now i'm happy i'm blessed i have a home i'm healthy i have a good support system my baby's healthy like those are all big blessings that just with that i'm happy you yeah. know and i would say i am successful like especially for my age i i'm a homeowner you know i'm just out here like living my dreams yeah <laughs> So I just feel like everyone, yeah, like everyone has different um, like tiers of success, you know, for someone else it might be like, oh, well, once I make a million dollars, obviously we all have that like, oh my God, I want that, but you're not going to say you're not successful because you don't have that, you know? No, I, and that's one of the reasons why I asked because there are some people that like, oh, the day that I wake up and my account has two commas is the day I call myself successful. And well, money like, comes and goes. So. Yeah, it's and there's nothing wrong necessarily with those kinds of aspirations. Obviously, it fully depends on where you come from and stuff. Mm-hmm. For me, that was that used to be like a definition of success is like I know I'm successful. I get to wake up in my penthouse <laughs> and I get to wake up at whatever time I want and look in my account and see that there's more than enough money for me to do whatever the fuck I want to do that day. But then I was like obviously talking to as many entrepreneurs now as I have and talking to everyone else. I'm like... Has it changed your perspective? Oh, 100%. Okay, so now what is success to you? For me, it's... And obviously my, my definition is never cemented and I never want to make it cemented. It's going to be changing based off of where I'm at in my journey. But for for me right now, it's being able to freely chase what I want to without having the kind of guilt of like money and stuff. It's like, oh, I I should have been saving for this. Like I want to be able to chase down opportunities and be able to have that kind of freedom for myself. Like Mm -hmm. I'm never gonna wanna stop working, but I wanna do what I want for work and then also be able to have my own ability to control my own time so if I want to take off a day to spend with my family I don't want to have to 
call my boss and be like, hey, can I use some PTO? I want to be able to be like, hey, call the office. Hey, I'm not going to come in for this next week. Y'all can, I trust you guys that you guys aren't going to set anything on fire. So like freedom. Freedom. And then because I never had it before, I'd say financial stability and Mm -hmm. financial, and it's not to say I want to be Jeff Bezos rich or anything, but I want to get to a point where I never have to worry about bills coming out. And I can continuously try new things without having to worry about what what it's going to do to my bank account. I could just yeah. And that's not to say like I'm going to go and drop a million dollars on another car tomorrow. But like if there's a new app that's like a meditation app and it's fourteen bucks a month, I want to be able to be like oh yeah, easy. Okay, here you go. Yeah, like those extra little like, like luxuries. Yeah, little tiny things. Say. Or be like mm-hmm. if I do take off this, it's not going to hurt. Like I'm still going to be able to pay rent, or hopefully I'm not even paying rent at the time. It's Hopefully, I can still do this. It's not... I've learned with money, the more you worry, the more it yeah. runs away from you. Like, right now, <laughs> I'm in a predicament of I'm not able to fully go on vacation or travel because of the fact of every day I'm not working is a day I'm losing money to be able to afford any type of lifestyle I have. And that's not saying that I live like a luxurious lifestyle that's doing all this, but I have to work at a certain point where if I take off a certain time, then, yeah... Anyway, I'm going to let you do your little outro. We're kind of getting the signal that you got to go for your casting. Okay. Hi, my name is Cassandra, and I've been unmasked. Heck yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much.